It kind of beats, it kind of beats the world's worst fitness podcast. (laughs) But that is how it is described on iTunes right now. (laughs) The the new version. If anybody, oh yeah, we should catch on it. uh, There is. You have to find the current podcast under the nonprofit podcast on iTunes or whatever else. There's two new episodes up. It starts with episode 95 and 96. Nothing else. Um, we will. Uh, we will. No, I'm just checking. We will backfill everything else once um, some administrative issues are cleared up with uh, <laughs> former contributor. We didn't do a really good job about announcing it because I get. I, don't, people, I don't think I we did a, a job about people either. It. People like, are either like, hey, did you, you guys it, quit? Yeah. Or, or they're like. Guys, I found your secret episode. Yeah. And if the first is like, where did I put an episode that somebody would have found it that I forgot that I placed it? <laughs> I so put I, it where I would remember where it was. <laughs> so every once in a and while, then, somebody's like, how do I get into the secret website? And I was like, what secret website? Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing for about six weeks, and then we lost our... Yeah. There's just... There's <laughs> a- <laughs> Happily, I wrote it down. It's not like that hasn't happened before. It totally has happened. I had to look it up. It was kind of hard to find, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what's on there anymore. Anyway, so there is there is a, a, a cohesive podcast that will now be the nonprofit podcast. We ditched the dissect because I think we figured it out. Like we dug in and we got to the bottom of things. We dissected and it. And now, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, I just got sick of like cutting apart frogs in yeah. biology class. <laughs> <laughs> we, we cut everything apart, and now we have nothing left. Um, yeah, we cut everything. We cut all the meat apart. Keegan ate it, and now we got nothing. <laughs> I, I didn't sure. know he was French. <laughs> Eating frogs. I'll try it. All right, so. Um, You'll need a lot. I was I thinking. Know. It's a lot of frog legs. Uh, we could start this with some questions about what's going on, and that might lead us to something. So we have a microphone in the middle. Um, I didn't want to be so presumptuous as to come up with the topic, although I could, although I don't think anybody would enjoy that at this point. So let's start with some questions, and then we can kind of like, wor- I don't know, wormhole from there. Oh, Sounds like every other Maybe podcast. I got our first question. <laughs> First number one. True, it says roadside. That's <laughs> Luke. <laughs> Should I just have him come to the front and we can all look at him? Yes. I mean, how mean do I want to be? I, he's with his wife, though, so that might be that's yeah, terrible. She, if it was him, I'd totally fuck with him. <laughs> is, he, is he just out in the gym, like wondering where the fuck everyone is? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it could be really good. Yeah. Anyway, anybody have any questions? Phil? What do you do here? What do we do here? <laughs> that's, that's my dad. <laughs> oh, man, seriously, someone just like... Killed the light. That's killed right. the light. That's okay, I don't care. Yeah, I like being in the dark it. anyway. Yeah. Um, 
Well, it depends on what day too. it is, and it depends on what time of the day it is. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of mailing and shipping that goes on. Oh yeah, I you was really. I was, to? I, it's. Uh, I was really hoping somebody else would answer it because uh, I'm really not sure. Um, so, in general, what we do in this building, uh, to my, you know, how to kind of summarize it the best I can is we use this training space to think about certain things that we want to think about and then we use that room to kind of talk about these ideas and then we use the other room on the right to elaborate about these and write about them and then kind of put them out as a beacon as an idea and then we ship those things out in this room and then mostly we just fuck around all day <laughs> we're low-key starting a cult <laughs> I don't think it's that low key anymore. Yeah, I don't know that anymore. <laughs> yeah, does that? That's and, like the and yes, Dad. At some point, I will make a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> don't trust him. I, I've been here for two years and haven't yet. So. <laughs> I, I was looking for a correlation with fitness. Oh yeah, you won't find that here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's like you actually, you know, the first paycheck from the business mm. should go to Keegan. <laughs> Wait. Why? Just because it would be funny. <laughs> I'm in. It's just like, yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. We got our first employee and we... <laughs> if we want to expand on that idea soon, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd love to put your joke into practice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I gave you lunch money today. That's a good point. And yeah. I used it at Wendy's, which is ironic in a weird way. <laughs> Did you get the bacon? Because my dad used to give me lunch money for high school and I would also go to Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> crazy that's pretty good yeah wow. uh what do, what so do I mean, we do i don't uh, have any i'm not going to elaborate on your answer that was brilliant we, we oh, do okay. uh, Identify father uh wednesdays we do a mobility class led by michael and there are some people in here that go to that class and if they can probably attest to the weirdness of it but also the benefits uh, there we go there you get your woo in uh, Fridays we do a kind of a, a beat down throw down I guess I don't like either of those words but it's something like that we have a group collective fun where most people end up hating each other through the middle of it and towards the end we all kind of sing kumbaya and come back together and end up maybe being closer because of it I don't know yeah we yeah we breathe heavily sometimes yeah, and sometimes if you're Trevor, you breathe really heavy and then you can't for a while. And <laughs> then you breathe a little more and then you can't for a while. And yeah, well, it's interesting. I was about to say, what was the team name that beat us yesterday? Team Redline. It's weird for a place where we don't really enjoy fitness. We have a lot of really, really good coaches that are extremely knowledgeable in this room that have kind of come together. And it's, super against fitness. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know, against it. Not against it, just against the... Status um, quo, the thoughtlessness that goes into uh, mm -hmm. most of the practice of it, just sort of the repetitive nature. I just, I, I don't want to think about it. I just want you to tell me what to do. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like that question in general. What do we have against fitness? Is it the industry? Because it's not the act. We all participate in the act. We all want at least meaningful amounts of it for ourselves and those people that we care about okay but there's something that like when somebody goes oh you're in fitness you go and you kind of like cringe and kind of want to vomit a little bit 
I, I kind of look at fitness as like a brand now. Like when you say fitness, you think of a specific thing that people do, but nobody's really doing any more of the things that they want to do. They do what somebody else does because it looks sexy or it looks fun. And I feel like here we kind of collaborate on doing what we think is important and beneficial for one another. So, yeah. And, and I think, and I, I have a lot of compassion for people that get caught at parties talking to me about fitness. Because then, <laughs> <laughs> you, when did you go, I was going to say, you back them into no, a corner well, and you When talk. I say party, like, I mean, I don't know, a group of people that are forced to talk to me in a, in a kitchen. So while, everyone here? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my party. Like an elevator that they can't yeah. get out of? But. Well, because, you know, people, when they find out, and I just, like this example, um, I shouldn't call her name out um, because she probably doesn't listen to this. No, anyway, don't. But, um, but would be she, rude. No, what she's actually again? really nice. And uh. she has something to do with marketing. And apparently she has uh. a lot to do with marketing a cool school thing. Does everybody know what that is? It's where you like freeze parts of your body so you melt fat faster. Yeah. What? It's like you just rub <laughs> ice cubes on your belly and you get a six pack. <laughs> yeah. For, <laughs> so, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. <laughs> Okay, so you freeze it. When it thaws out, it melts away. Somehow it passes through your kidneys. <laughs> that does not sound fucking good. Hashtag science. Oh, oh yeah. I got I got the one that processes the fat <laughs> that I thawed out. So I mean, it sounds better than than hot sculpting, which I think is done with a blowtorch. <laughs> Yeah, but you know that works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So um, I mean, the buy-in's pretty heavy, she, but you could tell you could tell talk to her. She's incredibly intelligent. Like mm. she she knows what she's doing when it comes to like algorithms and selling people shit that they don't need, which or is cool. selling sh people shit that shouldn't exist. Sure, but I mean, there's Twinkies. People don't need that. It probably shouldn't exist, but I kind of like that it does. It's like a personality test. No, totally. So. Or totally. what was maybe the thing a better, that no, because Twinkies don't exist anymore. No, I think they came back. Yeah, they came back. They came back. Okay, because I was going to use what should peeps. Peeps shouldn't exist. Like, oh, that's like a Twinkie, but looks like a little chicken. It's like a. Yeah, yeah it's like. I think right. it's the inside of the Twinkie hardened. Well, I think it's a it's a derogatory homosexual term for very. <laughs> no, I, but, I don't believe there's an e on the wait wait a peep yeah or a, or a twink. Twinkie e. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I don't know. I don't like. Okay, clearly we're ignorant, and we should probably. I don't. I just want to be. I want to acknowledge that I don't mean it in that term. I mean the actual peep. Okay. That tastes terrible. Not like my peeps who are cool. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Okay. But like, I don't, I've never like somebody goes to the store and gets a peep and eats it, and you're like, who the fuck are you? Like, if you're not seven and just like stole money and like that's the first thing you went and it's bright and you're like, look at that thing, it looks sweet and awesome, and you buy that, and it's not quite as big as one of the fruit pies. Yeah. What I'm wondering <laughs> is how are they still in business, really? Anyway. That's why cool sculpting. Anyway, back to this girl. So she gets caught, she gets caught, you know, talking to me and she finds out, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I said, oh, I train people sometimes. And so she, you're like, oh, personal trainer. Not really, but. I'm an, imp I'm an gets, impersonal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> she suddenly gets really embarrassed um, because she kind of like does a self-assessment in, in real time. And I, it's like body language stuff. It's really interesting to me. Um, and. Um, she's like, oh, I'm really embarrassed about first herself, 
And then also what she does for a living because she's like, I'm responsible for the cool sculpting. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I've seen your billboards. Yeah, they're all yeah. over the place. <laughs> they're like, it's really crazy where. now. It's like, <laughs> we made all our money as like the people that market this shit. And now it's like imploding internally with all these like mega rich companies. They're all freaking out what, what to do. And so we start talking about fitness and the, you know, proverbial like, oh, I'm going to get back into it, which is like, you know, to reassure me that this is a temporary state that I'm looking at. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like you catch somebody in the gas station and they've got like all the snacks and they're like, oh, I just I smoked way too much weed. And this is <laughs> the only place that I could go. And you're like, it's temporary. It's it's not, tem- this isn't a reflection of my behavior. Yeah, this is, this a reflection is, this is of not my totality. This is just a and I, I and I. Temporal obligation. Yeah. So in saying like, it's like, it's okay. I hate fitness too. Like, especially the world that you're probably in, which is just one of consumption. And like, I feel for you because, and I explained it to her like, well, yeah, of course you look that way. Like you probably go to a normal gym and you probably like, there's like dumbbell racks and like you you're trying to look up to the people that are lean and fit and those people like the guys have like these nipple tank tops on and they're like kind of oiled underneath it and they're like grunting and their hair has more gel in it than i don't know and and you're supposed to like not be disgusted but they're literally like masturbating in front of a mirror and then like the females that you're like oh okay i want to look like that female and they're like in these like weird pants that highlight their butt and they're like bending over in front of a mirror taking a picture of their rectum and you're like i wouldn't want to fucking work out either and then because i would feel so terrible about my experience i'd probably just go eat some fucking food like it makes total sense i i guess i'm i guess i'm not going to go to planet fitness tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) no they have a lunk alarm for that kind of behavior Uh, yeah you wouldn't be able to do your deadlifts there Th- that's not plural exactly <laughs> well played Josh Tyler <laughs> bullshit yeah, I saw done. you do three he's, he's about two weeks ago yeah yeah but I but one at a time a year in, in and, and that succession. was 2020 complete it's true for deadlifting <laughs> so I agree I, I spread it out over 2019 <laughs> <laughs> but I just got it all done. I, like I fulfilled my resolution so 2020 was a volume year yeah <laughs> It was more of an interval year <laughs> with a lot more rest than uh, activity. So I totally agree. The fitness is like disgusting and some, at least the industry and the, the perception of it and how we should attain it and how we should dress for it. This is interesting. Oh, he's getting liquor. I like that. <laughs> this Josh, makes the podcast so much better. So, um, but I also like can't, I can't end there with my compassion. I somehow have to like, smash somebody's face into their own reflection. (laughs) Well, just hold their head really close to the mirror. So we start having what I think is like a conversation about consumption. How I like, you know, we look at consumption, whether it's like, you know, um, this is like my brother's case. Like he just buys. But you let her in on the church, right? Yeah. He just buys everything. Like he has a new everything all the time. And he has so much new stuff. It's unbelievable. Like he has the newest gadgets, the newest car, the new Range Rover, the new like thing that attaches to the other thing that makes the other thing work that you're like, I can't believe you took the time to even like set that up. Um, and that's consumption. We go, ah, oh, it's kind of gross feeling because it's like, that's unsustainable and it feels gross. And I go, you know, she's like, I eat healthy. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, you say it, you're lying. Well, you don't like, like the reflection is you eat too much. 
in its consumption. But it's good for me. It's, I'm eating all the good foods that are good for me in too much supply that make it bad for me. Damn it. And so uh, and, and this is the, I was like, I just like, I wish fitness was more, less about like the aesthetic and more about it being a reflection of your personal philosophy. I'm not lean because it's pretty. I'm lean because I don't consume too much. I take what I need and then I leave the rest. And that's, that's what I wish fitness was, but it is not. If you say that, you're like, I'll oh, quit body shaming me. But yeah, that's, that's <laughs> disordered. No, I'm behavior shaming you. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, got nothing to do with your body. Your body's a consequence. Yeah. It's just like you're making bad choices. Sorry. Over and over and over. Yeah. And, and I think you over. have poor philosophy or at least the philosophy that you think you have, you don't actually practice. Like everybody can reduce, reuse and recycle, but they don't unless somebody's watching. And but only, but only New Englanders, <laughs> New Englanders can use it up, wear it out, make it do, do without. <laughs> That's for you, Keegan. Wow. Thank you. This is Keegan's dad. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I never got out of those those first thirteen states or whatever it was. I just didn't make it out here to the West, where you know our philosophy is trash it and move on. <laughs> yeah. And then you run up against this fucking ocean, and then people congregate next to the ocean, and then that gets totally trashed. And hopefully, it'll fall into the ocean. And soon, the ocean gets bigger and. So I get the, the <laughs> so lesson the, is the, the, the water is only rising because we're putting plastic into it and it's displacing <laughs> the water. And <laughs> the plastic floats. <laughs> it, it, yeah, except for the plastic gets consumed by the animals and then oh yeah, they, then they sink after they die. Right? Yeah, yeah, I got exactly. you. Uh, so I guess the lesson isn't anything about fitness, but that I'm really bad at parties. <laughs> Oh, I think you're good at parties. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I want everybody to go home. Michael. Yeah. <laughs> the best part, the, the, my favorite part is like, what do you do? And I go, oh, I have no idea. I mean, we make this stuff. and See, Dad, it. it's not just me. <laughs> we sell guys, it to some. You guys can't define yourselves, but I can. Ooh. You do form follows function. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. I've always seen it. Form follows function. All right, the yeah. podcast is over. Thanks yeah. <laughs> for coming, guys. Biggest in. Wrapped like, it all up. Wish you had a mic to throw on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's up there. Just, yeah. just tip it over. Yeah, go ahead. Just tip it yeah. <laughs> No, and it is live. That mic did get dropped. <laughs> Actually pushed over, but. Um, so I, I think then I explained our business our marketing strategy to a marketer, like one of the best marketers in the world, logically. Because if you can sell cool sculpting. Yeah, you can sell anything. <laughs> well, I was like, what are we doing wrong? Let me explain this to you. We started a podcast that we refuse to advertise on. So in order to make money on it, we decided to make things that people were tangible that had value. And then we made those and we sold them for over prices that like just to support us because we knew we didn't have that many people to buy it. And people bought it, it sold out, but that wasn't good enough. So we made it harder to get. So we created secret passwords and episodes. Where we had to reference those passwords and then get those passwords and then find it between a certain time. And then we sold out still. So we figured, <laughs> and so we figured like, oh, we got to make this even harder until we shot ourselves in the foot. And then nobody figured out anything. And we go, oh shit, we fucked up. Yeah. Now we're holding like several hundred copies that we can't fucking get rid of. <laughs> It's uh, like it's, her face is just like blown. Like she, she's just like has no idea. And 
what to say or do. And then she's like, what is What are you, what are your things about? And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you are bad at parties. Well, no, I was like, how do you, how do you, how do you say what we write about or talk about? Um, I was like, well, it's raise. It's called a, a fist fight with human nature. <laughs> There's and she's like in, there, in her but, business. Yeah. The tagline for the marketing business is exploiting human nature. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we need to get together and have a fist fight with people who exploit human nature. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'd listen to that podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Josh is down. Anyway, so that I don't, I don't know where it's going. With hey, that, but wait, but. we can sell tickets, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> which is exploitation, which means you'll have to fight. Well, if it's your first night at Fight Club, you have to fight. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so it's really hard to explain what we do because we don't even know. And the what way we to do. get past that hmm. is to rapidly become unconscious. <laughs> yeah, just, that'll do it. Just like lead with your chin. <laughs> Works, right, Josh? Every time. Every time. <laughs> okay. Money, it's a money back guarantee there. It is, exactly. And then you're, then you're out and then you don't have to fight anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I guess that was one question turned into a fucking whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Does anybody else has any questions? <laughs> yeah, now now you scared it, people. It, into not that rate, questions. we only need two more questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anybody? Berkey has a question. Phil, I know you have questions. We already talked about it. Yeah. Don't get shy yes, now. Finally, somebody realized okay. there was a microphone. So I have a very technical fitness question, which really does not work for the fitness podcast that hates fitness. Okay. So the fitness question is, so I read the strength manual and we had a discussion about how the framework within the strength manual does not apply or actually applies to everything. So even though the strength manual looks at the application of a rep scheme to an external object, you could still apply it to yourself and controlling yourself in three-dimensional space. Mm -hmm. My question to that is, so if you look at the total time under tension and the rep scheme, what's more important? The total time under tension, the working sets, because you have variable working sets, you can yeah. do six to like eight, and then you have a working set. So are you looking for total time under tension if you're doing like a planche or a tuck or a front lever mm -hmm. are you looking for the amount of like reps so you are looking for doing seven like perfect reps with time under tension like uh, I understand. what's what's your priority and i know the answer is going to be it depends it doesn't actually okay awesome i have kind of a question go ahead the answer is yes. <laughs> Perfect. So, what did I say to you earlier? Yes, exactly. No, so I guarantee somebody says that to him. It's actually, I, I mean, this is a, it's a very good question, but it's also, um, what do you think your body recognizes as a stimulus? Does it, un does it understand reps or does it understand time? So me personally, it's going to be time. Uh, Not you, your body. Oh, so that will be time under tension and you're going to change the force and the tension that you're under by changing the lever that you're using. So yeah. if you're doing like a front, like mm -hmm. instead of doing a front lever, you'll, you'll do a tuck. Like, yeah. So, uh, and at some point that time under tension will become a different system, right? Because we look at the Krebs cycle, it yep. flows over, it becomes glycolytic. Yep. So at whatever point that flows over, you're doing something different. You're, you're asking your body to respond to something else. So you already know the answer. <laughs> Why would you do something that your body doesn't understand? as in reps. 
-hmm. Your body doesn't understand repetitions. It understands contraction rates and times of contraction rate. So if I'm the reason we duration, yeah, duration. And so the reason we do reps is to give it an amount of a time under tension, but it's just, but it's a communication thing. The reason that, that you, that you use reps is so that people understand, yeah. <laughs> like it's a communication yeah. d- d- direction thing, but, but therefore it's, and, and therefore it is a case of the, the language, the mechanism of language getting in the way yep. of accomplishing the task or the, ta- or, or just even understanding the task in, in and of itself. Yeah. Mark, would you say that's the mind talking to the body essentially? So we, we have a set number of reps or time and this, that's the, the definition that we use that then translates to tell the body what that actual duration is. But I think it prevents understanding. Yes. It, 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 so it is, let me not say, look, this is, a, this is a way that we communicate and we can prescribe sort of activity for people. But ultimately it gets in the way it prevents because it is a misuse of language, a necessary misuse of language, um, it gets in the way of understanding. <clears throat> Because all language, I think, should lead toward understanding. And unfortunately, in, especially in fitness, one of the reasons it's fucked is that the language that we use does not lead to understanding how our bodies are responding to the stimulus or the stimulus that we are, or understanding the stimulus itself and what the result of that might be, may be. And I think if the strength manual is anything, it's like a, a, a rewording in, in some way of, like to because if you can get if you can understand the the how your body responds not you Phil but how a body um, responds to certain stimulus then the rest of it is like then the programming is fucking easy and we are out of a job which we don't have yet any or we don't have anymore anyway but but um, so I, I think the um, the fact that you asked the question means the manual worked, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because you're seeking to understand. Mm. And that's, I'm guessing, not the case most it's, of the time. It's a different manual than what's out there. It's, 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 it's simple, mm. but it brings a different context in terms of understanding like you're talking about more. Right? Like it's making you question. Mm. They're talking about time under tension. They're talking about reps. Why are they talking about both of them? Mm-hmm. Well, because each individual is completely different. But but also, it it may be just the the reason that we're talking about reps is a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Like based on everything that we've done for the t- previous twenty years or whatever. Like that's the language we use, so we can't yeah. get away from. Maybe we weren't brave enough to completely li- eliminate old language and try and create a new one. That might have been a thing also. Yeah, Keegan and I have been talking about it. He brought up this good point the other day about just like trying to recognize how arbitrary everything in this space is. All the equipment, all of the habits, all of the moves that have been approved by physiologists to tell you that, you know, what you're doing is correct, even though people have been moving for 280,000 years without the help of them. Um. <laughs> well, in establishing a hierarchy, I mean, you can't, you're, you're really not going anywhere until you know who the king yeah. of exercises is. The, the, cor- <laughs> the correlation is the, like, the who are you going to follow? You can't. The, the correlation is like, um, you, you don't need a medium to facilitate a relationship with how to move. And that's really what fitness people have tried to do. They've tried to become the, the priests and the clerics and the pope 
of your relationship with movement. And what we're trying to do is get rid of that. So open a relationship with your own movement, which is an open dialogue and conversation that we stay the fuck out of. And unless you're like, hey, this isn't working or a miscommunication is happening. We go, we'll try this language because this is helps you understand a little bit differently um, in the space specifically. Just because Beautiful. let me just interject just for one second. Mm -hmm. Don't forget. Hold that thought. OK, I beg you. Nice religious reference. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, wait. The personal trainer is the person who interprets the word of God. Say it. For <laughs> wait, the what? Hail Marys. Oh, the... Cal Marys. Cal Marys. Cal Marys. My son, 30 Cal Marys and you're blessed. Go on. <laughs> we, we went to a weird place last night. Um, Endurance. Yeah, so on a specific note about uh, gymnastic and isolation strength, oh, um, you were all just talking about the duration of the contraction and, and how, whole, how hard you can contract will express the lever. So if we're talking about a front lever, back lever, plange, manta, progression, all of these, a hands, uh, press to handstand, certain angle, certain joints are moving and certain joints are isolating. It's the same as a, as a back squat. But once I get to a lever, we look at a time domain. Generally, if you can hold something for seven seconds, you can advance the lever. So the contract, that's kind of just a general guideline that works really well. And if you look at like strength in that realm, um, or power or like a force production, how we, how, how we would describe a lift of some sort, um, if it's taking longer than like seven to 10 seconds, it's, it's not a maximum effort, generally speaking. If it can, if it can last yeah, for yeah, that yeah, long. Yeah. yeah. Cause your body, the fueling system, the substrate changes like ATP and CP fall off and then you're into something else or a blend of. And so, um, when you set up your body weight stuff, that's kind of what you look at. So you start really simple. Like, I don't know if we could take anything. The press to handstand from L sit. So I L sit. Can I hold? You know, can I hold a, a 90 degree angle? Now, people get this wrong, and Berkey will go over this on Sunday. Um, a lot of people just, they look at the uh, destination, like are my hips off the ground and are my feet straight? But that's not the position. The position is aligning the spine with the hips. The lever's actually longer. If I'm curling forward, I'm reducing the pressure. I'm not being strong, because I'm reducing the lever. So I need a, a proper position first, which is a that 90 degree angle at the hip, which means I have to have good isolation and contraction rates in the back muscles and in the shoulders, in the hands even, and then in the hip to actually hold, and then in the toes to point the toe. If I can hold that, now I start to now I start to drag it back and increase the lever until I can move it. And you'll just move back and forth in there. You'll if you do it correctly, you'll be exhausted in five to seven sets, which really resembles strength training with a barbell. Five to seven sets, and you should get what you need. If you're not tired, it wasn't a hard enough contraction. I'm not going to say wait because that's an abstraction. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. cool, thank you. I would, he said yes. <laughs> and I was like, well, I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> Any more uh, technical questions? Has everybody in here read the strength manual? Not yet? Okay, I think it like went out when everybody started traveling here, so. It's going to be and weird. It apparently hasn't been up for that long. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a weird weekend. Um we do have copies of it actually if you so, want to like review it. I'm sure it'll come up in the um tomorrow and the next day. So uh if you want to like flip through it, we'll leave a copy out people can kind of flip through it and see it. Make sense? Yeah. Anyway. Keegan, you've been really quiet. 
you've been talking a lot. <laughs> Touche. So, it's kind of like a normal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we have a conversation and he can just sit back and that'd we'll be impossible. <laughs> Musical chairs. <laughs> <laughs> we switch over. I mean, I do want to bring up when Michael said, you know, things in a gym are arbitrary. Do you guys kind of understand where we're going with that? Like the size of a weight that goes on a barbell, the length of a barbell, like somebody just created that. So like that wasn't like something that somebody found in a cave that we we're like, holy shit, this helps human beings. Somebody made that up and we just look at it like it's the thing we're supposed to do. But if you take Josh and I and we go deadlift 225 pounds 30 times, I'm putting in a lot more effort presumably than he is assuming that's like in our strength range kind of the same thing i'm moving the bar like a foot more than he is maybe two we're the same strength right (laughs) but wait so how that was 30 times i think so so it's gonna take me like five years 10 years (laughs) but does that does that make sense how like all of that is so arbitrary relative to like we're told it's like the only thing you can do or like the best thing you can do and it's really just another tool to use amongst all of the other tools not like the only thing to do you really like but also the a lot of times the tools have created movements yeah like in order to manipulate the tool you come up with a movement that would never happen in the natural right world like you mean that when you pick oh, you something mean- up off the ground, it's not perfectly balanced with knurling and the perfect diameter for you to hold in your hand? And, and, no, and, what- and the ground is not perfectly flat and right. you're not expressing like 51% on one side and 49%, which is actually zero on the other side. <laughs> um, and- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> could could well, not go there. <laughs> well, what, I, what I am saying is that when I do need to get that log up on that high shelf, I definitely go into triple extension and I hit that log on my head hip and then i throw it up there with a good shoulder squat it up (laughs) so when i need to get that log up on that high shelf i i I don't call keegan because i don't know his number but i i I text him (laughs) and i see there's a log that needs to get on a shelf and uh that's a good you got some keys to the building so i really do <laughs> like i like that point when he brought it up i was just it's such a good reminder to understand that something had to get created somebody had to start somewhere to initiate this idea of expression and i think about it like this now because um we have had a broken stove for <laughs> two years no a year and a half let's say a year and a half it's a broken stove like it's obviously broken somebody told us it was broken and we're like, oh, yeah, it's broken. It doesn't work. It's kind of pulled out from the wall. Yeah, it's unplugged. It looked, yeah, it's like uh, that saying, obviously doesn't work because... Apparently, it was just unplugged. <laughs> so last week, someone goes, oh, does your stove work? Like, no, it's broken. And they're like, it's not just unplugged? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I, we I, plug it in. Guys, we have a stove. <laughs> the idea that we inherently assume that what we've been told is true because we trusted lazy fucking people... And, and people that just didn't want to take the time to develop something better because, but I worked really hard. It has 28 millimeter knurling. Like it's cool looking and I can do it well. Therefore it is the thing for everybody. And it's good to like break those assumptions to go like, why am I using this thing again? Is it useful? And I'm well, cause s- it heats the water is why <laughs> you're fucking using it. But <laughs> I was going to say, we just wrote a strength manual using the barbell as the abstraction. And I'm saying it's probably not a good tool. I, or, or, or it is just a tool. 
It's not. The it's for only sure not tool. the only, and it might not even be in the top ten. <laughs> well, depending on what your objective is, right? Because how much does a barbell translate to choking someone unconscious? If that is your goal, not not at all. Are you <laughs> using a bar? I'm not going to choke the bar for sure. <laughs> I've tried. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> Nice. So what you're saying is, so so you're misusing the barbell, Josh. Yeah. So the way that you choke someone out with the barbell is to push their neck against it. Or push the bar against the neck. Are you yeah. saying front squat training is the secret to using strength? There you go. That's, that's increasing your time under. <laughs> that only works if you're, like, the higher your elbows go, the more likely you are to pass out, if I recall correctly, from front squatting about 10 years ago, or okay. whenever that was. So I'll tie the barbell and Michael's kitchen analogy together. So who knows what a Laco is? So it's the best barbell in the world that's ever been made. A Laco started as a waffle-making company. They made waffle-making machines. Now they make the best barbell in the world. Like it's, it's just another arbitrary thing that we hold to this high standard. And I'm not saying it's not useful. I've used it a lot. It's also hurt me a lot. And our conversation started the other day with... <laughs> you watch your mouth in here. No, no, he's, he's only got... He's got he, today is the last day of waffles are poison. Tomorrow waffles are going to be good again. <laughs> waffles are going to be great tomorrow. <laughs> Can but we it's to, it's very it rare I hear the barbell healed me. It's very often I hear the barbell hurt me. And we just started talking about that the other day, and it was kind of just like, holy shit. Like, it, I don't think it's necessarily the barbell as much as it's like our attraction to it or our attachment to it or, you know. Or our misuse of it. Right, because of those things. Or our misunderstanding of our ability in relation to the barbell. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, it's almost, it, it literally is like heroin is not bad. Like when it just sits over on the little vial and it's not in a syringe in your arm, there's literally no problem. But you're like, go to the place where everybody's putting it in their arm and you're like, well, it looks like they're, ha- they look, nah, it looks comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what to call it. <laughs> they, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then before long, you're just like doing the same thing over and over again because everybody's talking about it. But everybody trying can... to find a new place to put the needle. Yeah. Except, yeah, because all oh, I can't do, I can't, guys, I can't deadlift today. My back's super fucked up. Let's max out on front squat. Like, guys, I can't do that today. Let's do this other thing. The one thing that I can do because I haven't broken No, that could you yet. push my eye out of the way so I can shoot it? In, like, <laughs> I don't know. I watched Keegan fuck his back up the other day. Yeah. It was just like, yeah. b- right did you get a picture of that? No, because I was too stunned. I was like, I can't believe you just fucking did that when we spent 20 minutes talking about how you were not going to do that yeah. and how you were going to be able to control your behavior. Yeah. <laughs> remember when you were going to go back to your hotel room (laughs) can you move here too i would gladly put another bunk up there (laughs) that's amazing no it was it was but it was mis misuse in not intentional you were caught up in the moment. Sure. I get it. like it, and but this is another reason 
that fitness is fucked is because so much of our expression of it <clears throat> is a reflection of the behavior of others around us, even if that behavior is not good for us personally. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what worked for him? I'm going to try that. What she did, I'm not going to do that because um, I'm not that strong. <laughs> but like, we're comparative by nature. Mm-hmm. And so we definitely, we rarely see ourselves like the, like you were holding that lady's head into the mirror and making mm-hmm. her look at her, you know, cool sculpting marketing crime. Um, <laughs> uh, but most people, I think when they look in the mirror, it's not an honest assessment. It's not an honest look. It's I'm seeing my reflection and I am thinking about how other people see me. Would you say that the hatred of fitness is that other you're so used to using people see it to lie to themselves more effectively as opposed to your like our goal of looking trying to use it to see ourselves more effectively? Would you come up and drop the mic, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I actually just ask that Berkey into the mic just because that is fucking. <laughs> the the question was would the is the hatred of fitness because we so often see people use it as a tool to lie to themselves more effectively when our goal is to use it as a tool to see ourselves more effectively. And okay, now is, you can drop the mic. No. <laughs> I think that, like if we were, you know, the correct fitness priest, they would hallelujah. No. <laughs> I haven't figured that saying out yet. Hallelujah. You know, with the whole Calmarys and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince, come up with something cool for that. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, Vince needs to get in there with the, the the handle first. I don't have an answer, Berkey, because I believe the answer was in the question. Yeah. I mean, you, which hail Socrates, <laughs> <laughs> Berkey the Baptist, Berkey the Baptist. <laughs> But maybe that's what all like all tools like all these reflect. Maybe that is like you you take these I don't know, behaviors. It could be anything. It could be how people spend their. It could be drinking, and you see people drink and they become the thing. Like it's a social thing, and it's supposed to illuminate this experience that Nick so eloquently taught us about of how you can enjoy this process. And then you people, you see people you don't enjoy it so much that you forget about it. Though, yeah, or the next right. day. Like you just see them take this thing that we just experienced. It was really beautiful and it was really cool. And it brought everybody together, a conversational piece. And you just add a little bit more, raise the music. I don't know, put a bunch of shitty makeup on and weird shoes. And then you have like a club and you're like, man, this really sucks. This is what people want to do with their time. And it, it just becomes the one thing that was, a learning tool and an experience and uh, a connection to other people just becomes a disgusting cesspool. And that's fitness. <laughs> it's like, I was just going to say, wow, it sounds, I just talked about a G- CrossFit gym, not a bar. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, <laughs> it could be anything. And that's a, that's a really good point. It's like, I, I guess maybe you should like, what else does that? I think the camera does it too. Like the GWC term guy with camera was because man, if you have a camera, like girls really take their clothes off easier. And that became like the joke in the early two thousands how, how like there was a, str- a it was a joke of- long before that. Well, right, like, so, like, <laughs> but, but when digital photography came, it just made it, it gave so much access and so much easier to get into because then you didn't have to print. You could just, 
upload the like pictures. Yeah, so and, was, and and people are so uh, accustomed to guy with camera yeah. or girl with camera, whatever. Yeah. G can go both ways. Mm. Um, that you don't even need a model release anymore because <laughs> people are so. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, guys, we have waivers back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we became official. But, but th- I mean, and, and kind of think about that, like the, the, whatever the custom is, it's like, I'm protecting my privacy. I'm protecting my privacy. I want to be more private. I want to be hidden. I want to like internalize all of this stuff, not share it, not expose it, not expose myself. Mm. And now we're looking at the other side of whatever that coin might have been where everything is broadcast and you point a camera at someone, they strike a pose. It's like, <laughs> it's not like you're stealing, trying to steal my soul. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, you're going to make me famous or whatever the thing. I don't know. what. Or I can put this on my feed. Yeah. Will you send this to yeah, me? Yeah, send that to me, please. Yeah. Send me to me. Please. <laughs> Guys, make sure you tag me and all the stuff, please. <laughs> <laughs> Stand up, talking to the microphone like a big boy. So this leads me to this question. We talked about intelligence and the multiple types of intelligence that we can acquire throughout our time frame of, of being here on Earth. That leads me to this, though, the environment. You think we don't acquire intelligence after we're gone? I, or we haven't before? That's a good Sorry. question. No, no, it's a really good question. I'm, you, that's a different I'm, podcast. I'm going to go and think about Sorry, that folks. later on. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but the the idea of environment right when we talk about a fitness space and that environment creates a specific desire to go ahead and acquire a skill right and that environment ends up creating this toxic desire to go ahead and develop skill which ends up hurting us Mm. right that's that's kind of where I'm going with that, right? It's like we acquire and we have this desire to do certain things, not because it's our own personal desire, but it's because of the environment that we're currently in is, is influencing us, us to, to th- th- and that shapes our desire. I guess this podcast has turned into talking shit about CrossFit. In general, not even CrossFit. We can talk about. Would that be the first time that happened? <laughs> no. Okay. But that's the idea behind, it, and that's what I was trying to, to well, open up. Because desire there. so quickly becomes desperation, and desperation. Uh, we kind of talked about this, <laughs> say, like five minutes ago. So maybe it's on the top of my head, but it's like, it's really good to know what people are desperate for. Like everybody's desperate for something. And some of the worst of us are desperate for power and just like flagrant abuse of power. I and fucking money. love oxygen. <laughs> some people are abusing. I'm more desperate for it at certain times. Yeah. Than I, I others. Some, some people are, you know, desperate <laughs> to sunbathe their rectum. I, like, there's a lot of different practices going on, but some are noble desperation, like the desperation to take care of your family or to connect with other people. Those can be noble pursuits, but sometimes we're just desperate. And it like, you'll do junky kind of shit in, junky kind of situations like if you don't have the thing that you need it gets worse and worse and worse and no matter what you are seeking it can become kind of a disease i think um because you get too desperate and then you're willing to like let integrity go in order to get the fix that you need from the thing that you want um and i think all you have to do is recognize not all but one of the many things that you should do is recognize what I'm desperate for and be pretty open about it. Because if you can recognize in another human being and be honest, like, Hey man, I'm really desperate for a paycheck mark. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, you know where I could turn wrong. You know that like, man, if he's offered this, he might like, it might sway him to be him, his not self. 
in that way, like we can start to take care of the community that we in community using like, you know, the gentlest of terms because it does get uh, abused. But whatever this, whatever space you are creating and you like people to come into, I just like to recognize their desperation and, and acknowledge like there's no, I don't care what it is. If it's power, get the fuck out because there's nothing here for you. Or, you know, if it's... Because um, we know, have it all. Already. <laughs> all the power. There's none for you. But there's, like, <laughs> there's none left. You know, I'm maybe sorry. It's just, I, I think one of the things, um, I, I, like, man, I'm really desperate for recognition sometimes. And if I'm just adamant about that, it means I'll work really hard and hopefully somebody will recognize that I worked really hard. And then I feel satisfied. Now I don't need a fix for another week. But the so. other way that people who are desperate for recognition go about it is like you just, you said, I'm desperate for recognition, therefore I'm going to work really hard. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's never been said before. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> um, because generally it goes like, I'm really desperate for recognition. How much clothes do I have to take off in this photo <laughs> to post Okay, on well, Instagram? so that's a, that's a relatively new sort of thing. Okay. I lo- th- actually, and one Different of my favorite things to do in Instagram feeds is to look back at where it started. <laughs> <laughs> because it's <clears throat> more clothes we're on, generally. Um, but if like, I'm desperate for recognition, okay, I'm going to shout the loudest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to appropriate other people's work and make it appear that it was my own. Sorry, pet peeve. Uh, <laughs> I'm still stuck I'm gonna, at 49 equals zero, but keep going. <laughs> I'm gonna be learning that lesson for the rest of my life. Anyway, but but the natural, but the, the beautiful thing about your integrity, Michael, is that you said you hypothesized after saying I'm desperate for recognition, I'm going to work really hard. I'm like, oh, that's so fucking lovely <laughs> and uncommon. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's what we mentioned earlier: is that desperation is part of the problem. Because yeah. if you're desperate enough, you miss the buy-in. Mm. You miss the effort. You miss the... You're looking for the back door. Exactly. Side you're door. looking for yeah. the back door, yeah. side door, whatever it's door that's website. not the front entrance that requires you <laughs> to put the effort into achieving the thing. Yes. And so a soapbox comment in order to ask a question. So how have you both dealt with essentially existing in a desert? In a desert where you're not surrounded by like-mindedness, people with objectives and goals and drive and mindset. Because I think that's why these symposiums are important, because it gives us water. It's a watering hole for us who exist in our own little minute deserts at home. And it does. It gets overwhelming to constantly worry, am I legit enough? Like, am I the person who can continue to fuel myself to achieve the things that I want to achieve? Because I have an effort. I'm going to put the buy-in in. I have an objective. I have a goal. But I sometimes am thirsty. So just wanted to can, can ask start? how you mm-hmm. dealt I'm only going to start because you said both, and it made me feel like I'm not a part of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Keegan. <laughs> Keegan. <laughs> Keegan. <laughs> Yeah. Now, now wait a second. How many Cal Marys is that? <laughs> There's not Keegan, enough. I'm There's so okay. sorry. Um, so, <laughs> look how bad you're I'm making so your feelings. No, no, you're good because I'm going to go. I'm going to go the other direction with this now, and we're going to go from laughter to something else. Um, but the way I found my water was I moved here because I would say these guys are my water. Oh. And I just talked about that. And I'll. 
I you can make me cry, motherfucker. Yeah, and I would say, uh, in all honesty, yeah. I'm pretty good at it at uh, these. Apparently, where's Blair when you need her? <laughs> the the desert is hot and it's dry, but it, there's like a lot of clarity in a desert, at least for like self reflection. But you like, I think about it like I I can't exist there by myself either. He's better at it than I am. Um, I have to truck things in to survive and so i bring my best friend in because i know i need him so he comes here and we do whatever we need to make that happen so that we make it stronger and more sustainable even though eventually it'll dry up and we'll have to bring more supplies in it's so metaphorically so we don't you're using too many words (laughs) you bring too many words to the desert (laughs) I was just going to let that hang and see what happened. But <laughs> the answer is we made our own oasis. And it, it just took 20 years. Right. Or whatever. Like, let's just go back to, I can't remember who told us that time was irrelevant or not a thing, but. <clears throat> Carvalho. No, it was in the podcast studio. <laughs> oh, I don't oh. mean. <laughs> but, but, but I think that that is it, that, that we ha- in fact, existing in the desert was was not is not an accurate thing. We were fighting in a desert for a long time, and then finally realized, like, okay, we need to pull the wagons in a fucking circle. And if it's just the two of us, okay, that's gonna it's gonna be tough for a while. But we need to get rid of all this bullshit. Like, kill as many of these motherfucking freeloaders as possible. Because they're just going to drink the water, and they're not even going to appreciate it. Mm. Look at a bitch that it's warm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. What did you think? Has You're this been desert. purified? <laughs> Is it alkaline? <laughs> like, and once, you know, honestly, the the we've got one more piece of housekeeping to do. But the fact of like recognizing that what and. To put a word, you know, oasis on it in a in a desert, in a wasteland of bullshit, and you can test and welcome and then reject as many people as you know. But but the people who belong will eventually stay. They will survive. It will become clear that that they that they belong. And the best thing that you can do is, as we talked about earlier. As we get older, the circle becomes smaller and deeper. What I want is a very small sort of oasis with a deep well that will never run dry. And the only way that that's going to happen is by first killing the infidels, whatever that means, and welcoming uh, the, 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 the yeah the friends the, and and the, and and you know we could say if we take the religious thing a bit further we can go we welcome the believers or whatever I don't want it to be a fucking cult thing it's just like look if you don't if if you're if you didn't bring a bit of water to the well go fuck yourself yeah. and that's the and that's the buy-in that's the way to come through the front door maybe it's like it is it it it, it is bringing something anytime we do one of these symposiums I can't tell you how emotionally fucking powerful it is that anytime we hold a gathering like this and someone brings something mm. to, to share with us it's like okay this is how it, 
That's why we're doing it. So, kill them all. <laughs> kill them all and love Build the rest. Build big walls. Yeah. <laughs> Since we're going down this path, I had a conversation with Keegan about this. Just because I obviously the same thing with, with her in that same boat. Like, we come from different deserts. Obviously, I just moved out yeah. here. And I was in my own oasis, in my own desert. And it became like I was being beat like a dead horse for multiple years in that area. And that solo effort that's, of that's be- not good for the water. No, it's not at all. You hundred percent no. And that solo effort and, and that time in the oasis by yourself became very toxic on your own. And it influenced everything else around you. And something that I had a conversation with Keegan about when I came out here after a week and a half was the social support network out here in terms of the oasis that has been with open arms. And it allowed me now to actually appreciate the solo efforts in the mountain. Yes. And that's where, and I've got a question. You can walk into the desert and learn the lessons. It's learn yourself, reflect, see yourself truthfully, come back to the oasis. And it makes that solo effort when you do go into the desert by yourself that much more appreciated because you do have the oasis of individuals like this around you. Yeah. And that's, that's been an eye opener in the past two weeks that I've been here. And it's great. You asked that question because I didn't know how to put it into words. But it is, this is an oasis for all of us, for us to come in, gather, and talk about some of the hatreds we do have with fitness and even outside of fitness. Yeah, mostly. Mostly, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's legitimately what it is. And it's, it's being an outsider from this for, for, you know, when we met you back in 2018, being an outsider from all that with all of us in terms of being able to come inside the doors mm-hmm. and see it. It's nothing different but open arms and wanting to care and want you to go ahead and make sure you can feel your own will as well and not just all of ours. That's... <laughs> Touche. Thank you. Or who wants to top that? <laughs> yeah. Don't sell yourself short. So, totally off topic. How do you have the energy to create something like refuge after training all day and, or the Ray's anthology? You know, like, <laughs> well, we don't train all day. <laughs> fitness is fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fitness is fucked. <laughs> what I, I guess what I mean is like, I'll work, I'll train after work, take care of my family. And then like realize I haven't touched my guitar There's in a left. year. No. Yeah. This is, um, if I, you don't, no, I, uh, I, I can't speak to refuge because I don't know what yeah. that took. I mean, I, I saw it, but I don't know, no. Um, but w- there was a time when we were um, incapacitated with work, when work took everything. And to be honest, nothing fruitful came from that. And we talked about it a lot. Like, man, the opportunities were great. We developed a lot of relationships, a lot of experiences that were really helpful for informing a potential of something that could be created, but nothing ever got created that was worth anything. And one of the things that we talked about in, in doing this was like, no more movie jobs, none of that shit anymore. And it's really hard to turn down when you're like, how are we going to make money? Because man, it really sucks to, you know, eat through your savings or to have to like do little jobs here and there that you don't want to do. But the, the value on producing something that you are inherently proud of and is a creative expression of what you, I, I would just say the thesis 
is with enough effort and pain and suffering, you get art. And you, but you need to have the space for art to, to come out of it. You need like the gap where something can brew and then you have time to make it play with it. Because if you just sit down and play guitar for 10 minutes a day, almost nothing comes of it. You have to give yourself space, the hours, the two hours, and, and you have to find a way to incorporate that while still keeping your livelihood. And so the biggest question is like, and this, this kind of, we realize people are like, well, I have a day job. And you're like, yeah, the oven was unplugged. You told yourself you needed these things that I like the assumption is that I needed a 401k. The assumption is that we've been tricked into thinking responsibility has to do with depending on another person for my paycheck. But the oven is unplugged. You just have to fucking realize it and then not, not hate yourself for being ignorant of it. Like forgive yourself for being like, man, I really should have just fucking plugged it in and then done the work, like cooked the stew that would have fed my family. But wait, I should have really never trusted that motherfucker <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Like we should have just gone through the list of everything that, that was said. Mm. Yeah. And you know, after, uh, yeah, after the exposure, anyway. <laughs> um, those movie jobs were super fucking costly. Mm-hmm in terms of the creativity or whatever type of thinking, higher order thinking that could have happened had we not been so consumed by them. Mm-hmm. But it's impossible not to be consumed by them because to do the, a job, any job well, you have to be present. You have to be fully present. You have to spend yourself. And I mean, and I recognized year after you know year realizing like, look, I, I, I can write a Sunday sermon. I can write 500 words. I can write 1,000 words. But that's all this job allows for me. That's your 10 minutes a day with your guitar. That's your 15 minutes a day with your guitar. Mm-hmm. That's like the current circumstances allow this. Maybe that changes in the future. Maybe it doesn't. But the only way, refu- but, and I realized pretty early on, like I, I don't have the capacity to create a big and meaningful project while I'm doing this work. And either I, uh, but I, I realize like I have to stop doing this work if I want to, if, if I want to create something meaningful, something long form in a way that is going to, it, in order to make the thing I want to make, I have to put the, the, all of myself into it. And while I have these other tasks that I have volunteered for, I can't. So what do I do? I practice until the time arrives that I can actually make something and that I mean I'm not going to recommend our path or whatever (laughs) um, because it's not a it's not it it may not be possible for for most people but it might also just be like hey plug the stove in and see what happens this is you'll find most people that work in a fitness space sometimes don't have time to take care of themselves. They might be some of the most unfit people because what, like, it's just time under tension. <laughs> That's pretty good. But, it, but if you're working in a, a, which music, I mean, are you able to? Uh, we make uh, virtual instruments, basically like software you would use to create music. Mm. Okay, so, it's, so it isn't, yes, it's zeros and ones, but it's also 
there is an artist there there is a creative demand upon yeah. you yeah so that's where that energy is going yeah and and so maybe maybe it's not the you know depending if if your own practice the the, the higher thing that you use to sort of discover and express yourself is the guitar it may not be the fitness that is depleting that creative energy it, it may be the work right it may be working in that space and thinking in and thinking in a creative way it may be tapping it, it may be that the work is tapping into the thing that you need to do to play the music yourself rather than facilitating the making of music by others. I've got a question. What kind of fitness stuff do you do? <laughs> I, uh, I basically have found workouts that I assumed you wrote and have done those for the last <laughs> two years. <laughs> okay. Oh, so the hard ones. Yeah, mean. yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. the ones we don't do anymore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The ones with names. Uh, I... You kind of snapped on to something there because, like, I, I kind of am an island, I guess. Like, I, the company I work for is in Europe. Mm. Uh, so I work from home. It must be Joe Holmes. My. <laughs> it's actually so, so, what kind of, like, so I'm guessing hard efforts, like hard cardiovascular, like, capacity based, that would feel, is that? Yeah, yeah like, strength training three times a week. Okay. Those what state do you think you're in? I did you... write that one, and it's still a good yeah. one, and they still suck. Yeah. <laughs> so what state do you think you're in when you're in those? Like when, when you're in that effort, what state? Like, is it panicky? Is it? Uh, no, no. I mean, it's kind of like it's really cathartic for me. It's like the it's kind of like the end of my day. And the uh, how high is your heart rate? It's sometimes in. Okay, so nice. panicky. So you read the you read the manual. No, uh -uh. So, <laughs> so panicky. Yes. You're panicking, right? So how is your work efforts like? Are you in control of everything, or do you answer to somebody else? You answer to somebody else. So panicky. So you do not have a supportive structure that is balancing one effort from the other. You're doing all the same thing and thinking that it's different. So training is supposed to be stimulus or antagonism for something that you don't get. People who sit in an office and don't do shit all day that, you know, drink Coke and look at YouTube all day, they need hard efforts. People that have hard jobs. I, how do I get that job? I know. <laughs> I, I think there's someone around here that can hook us up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there. Uh, it, we're tricking ourselves into saying, oh, but I'm in a, you know, I'm in the office all day. I'm just sitting or having conversation or working on software. I don't know. I'm just assuming that's an office scenario. And therefore, my hard workouts keep me in shape. And really, you're just extending your work. So instead of working eight to nine hours a day, by the time you drive through traffic, panic, go to the gym, do your hour-long workout, panic, drive home, hour a day, panic, you have a 14-hour work day nothing has changed and therefore you don't have space because you were working 14 hours a day when in reality if i take a minute and try to understand what i need to get myself better i.e training i will complement my day with the thing that i'm not getting maybe something parasympathetic maybe something relaxing yoga 
not yoga. That's panic because fuck those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, mostly because it's the people who do it. And you're right. in a room with them and it's hot. And a lot of the time we, we're like, you know, this happens so frequently. Like, oh, I just got to work harder. I'm just not in shape. Like, man, I'm just, I just got to like, maybe I'm just, I feel so out of shape. I just need to, I'm just going to double down on my intervals. Or maybe I'll do Tabata squats at lunch or whatever. And really, all you're doing is pushing and digging the hole deeper, not realizing that the hole's already dug. I need to like let it level and then above level. And I think also there's the um, the natural response is always additive in the sense that you are always adding more. Like because you, what you just said, the answer is I just need to work harder. No one... I'm guessing in this room is voluntarily subtracting anything. Because we're consumers. <laughs> it could be because we're consumers or, or we, are, we, we are being compelled into a more consumer type mentality to want more, buy more, do more, you know, because I, I, because more is, well, it's more. And that's also better. Nothing's terrifying. And pardon? Because nothing is terrifying. Yes. The, like the, the absence of something is is terrifying but in the, but i totally agree with michael that that um that tendency that your sort of whole response to not only the, the you know to the the work the job work but also the other work is i mean panic might be strong but what it is is agitation and maybe the thing to balance out I, I mean, uh, yeah, fuck yoga, but maybe, yeah. maybe it isn't working harder. Maybe it is the, s finding something that sort of brings a bit of equilibrium to all of the energy that is going out with these other activities. I, I felt that way with um, my meditation practice. I spent years and years grinding and like in survival mode and trying to get bigger and better. Milda, you're a fighter. <laughs> but I better, more, more, more. And then at some yes. point, you reach a place of exhaustion and where you're getting injured repetitively. Um, you know, life is hard, and um, you stop looking outward for the answers and start getting quiet and looking in. And, uh, man, that changes things. <laughs> salsa lessons. Salsa you're just going to salsa dance. It, and and, and that's not... And, and I, it's, I'm not joking. We're not... We're, we're exactly. We're, it's, it, it's a joke, like, in, in a sense... But it's also. Uh, it's funny, not because it's not true. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Be because in reality, if we're looking like, okay, you feel like you need to do something physical, but I don't want to be in a state that's agitating. I need to do something that supports. I don't, I'm guessing music, creativity, something along those realms. So I'm finding a creative way to be in a be in a space where I can create in my head, but also move my body in a non-panicky, agitated way, which is dancing. Um, so <laughs> one thing I would say, I, I've never met the Jim Jones Mark Twight. I do not know that Mark Twight. You obviously have some sort of relationship with that idea at least, which means when you go into a workout written by Mark or something Michael's done, you probably go into it with the perception of like, I have to kill myself to do it. Because that was kind of, from my understanding, the mentality back then of how to do those workouts. We were just saying that so other people would kill themselves. We don't <laughs> do that anymore. Better for the planet. Like, you might no. see the workouts we do, and it might look impressive, whatever that means. 
but we've you know kind of built up to something that is now like the expression of that you you're not in a position where you have a gym that you can just walk out to from your office chair every day you have a job you have to do all day oh <laughs> right on oh so you you work and work out yeah it, it gets exhausting um but go for a walk. I mean, if you want to dance, do the dance thing. But like it, you like you, effort doesn't have to be a hundred percent intensity. It's what you have left, right? And if it's not a hundred burpees in five minutes, you can't think you're gonna do that because it's not it's not feasible, right? Like it's impractical to think like I can do the impossible today. So you might just need to adjust what you think your training needs to be based on like what you have left. I never would have had that idea in a million years because it always felt like like any frustrations need to be pushed out with force, you know, and like exercise. But a lot of times the frustration just needs to be hugged. <laughs> Seriously. I, I didn't say that. Yeah, I, that never this happened. This is not being recorded. It doesn't leave this room. <laughs> you can but, out. but in a way, it's that frustration is already in and you maybe aren't in control of getting rid of it and therefore maybe as Milda sort of intimated maybe I just need to get comfortable with it play your guitar that doesn't dude. mean accept it that mean but that might mean like sometimes you know you think like Okay, it's a gym out there, right? It's crazy shit happens out there. Do you see those weights and how many barbells there are and that rack bolted into the floor and it's like all that's crazy stuff. Like, but sometimes the workout is a fucking conversation. <laughs> and that might be on a Wednesday night when there's 20 people out there that no movement gets done, that it's just like, okay, somebody needs to have a fucking good cry or a talk like that will be the most beneficial thing at that time even though those you know 90 minutes or two hours or whatever it is were set aside for a hard workout everyone benefits from quiet because we don't have enough of it in our lives at this time ever and so that might be the thing maybe the workout is to not go downstairs and try and push that shit out it might be to go downstairs and pick up your guitar And that might lead to a point where, oh, I only need to exercise two times a week, not five, not seven. It might mean that I only have to deadlift three times a year. <laughs> I mean, to sort of bring Josh Tyler. But hashtag no days off. <laughs> that really, I, I don't understand. Well, the funny thing is, I tried to take a day off from oxygen. <laughs> a whole day? At, I, well, that was my goal. I had to, I had to realign my my sights, you know, based on feedback I was like receiving. Three or four minutes, maybe? Not those, even. Uh, <laughs> I always thought that just applied to unemployment. <laughs> My dad left, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, that, no, that's all the days off. Oh, right. <laughs> it's different. It's small, but it's different. Oh, man. I don't know. Emily, step up to the mic and ask a question. Come on. Oh, on or the Billy. spot. Oh, I, 
Joe, you, you can just question. sit there and ask a question. You don't need the mic. <laughs> By the way, Joe Holmes, welcome. <laughs> I can't wait to give it to you. <laughs> Dude, you will, if he hugs you, you will run out of oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I love you, Joe. <laughs> but he makes up for it in other ways. My hands feel By good. By the way, we have a guitar back there if you want to practice here. And then it might actually be mandatory before the weekend's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might, it might be. Like, I might have lost weight, but I'm still bigger than you are. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, somebody push the mic over, please? <laughs> Give it to Trevor. Trevor, uh, that's what she Trevor's said. Up. Oh. I think people misconstrue the consumption of fitness as a way and a path to wellness without understanding that they need to focus on their head and every other piece, and they're using fitness as the only piece of the puzzle, right? So Let us not talk about wellness that. fuckers, please. <laughs> and you're using fitness, like fitnessing, as the thing that will get you well, instead of like taking dance lessons or picking up your guitar, and that being a better path. Because you'll, you'll be more satisfied and ready to then undertake a physical goal later, once you're more well to do it. No. He's but I, totally right. The thing, like, I came from a place of being unwell. Like, I'm, I'm the really thing that got out. you where you are is not the thing that will get you where you want to go. Keep Seth Godin to yourself. Oh. Oh, that was Berkey. Oh. <laughs> Maybe Seth ripped him off. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Well, to, to touch on what Trevor was saying, if we look at you know, and this has been around this idea for a long time, the, the, the three, the mind, the body, and the spirit. Man, if we're only focusing on the one, the body, that's two of the three, you know, and that's only a third of what we need to be paying attention to, but we get fixated on the one. It's the easiest one to consume. Sure, for sure. I can go to the gym and do the gym thing and then leave and I'm done. Box check. Yeah, we get, we get this a lot when people come in, they're just like, I just don't want to think. I just want to get my exercise in so I can go about my day. And you're like, oh, you totally that, got to the wrong address. I was going to say, that's, <laughs> that's down the street. Exactly. Yeah. What do you mean by you weren't well, if that's not too much to ask? Okay, so I was overweight. And everybody knows the stupid fucking endurance Jesus shit. Sorry, Vince. I know you're trying to make a lot of money off of that. <laughs> right. Everybody knows how that started. Like with the bike, doing all that shit all the time. You know, Rebecca's private Idaho doing all the shit is like a bigger guy. And I have long hair and happen to be really good looking. <laughs> so I probably ride a bike. But have once. you stayed in a cave for three days? Not yet. Is that like a, <laughs> is that like a well, holiday? A uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the point is, um, I'm taking swimming lessons now. I'm learning jujitsu. I just started last week. I'm writing more. I'm eating better. I work out really hard maybe once every, maybe once a week, maybe, maybe once every two weeks. So it's not, I'm not like, I tried to repeat the same cycle over and over and over, and I ended up hating going to the gym. So I just changed everything. 
So I'm a 35-year-old man that goes to a pool full of kids and learns how to swim once a week. And I let Milda... It's not terrifying at all. <laughs> and I let Milda... And I let Milda beat the shit out of me in a jujitsu mat because I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm learning and it's exciting. And I've never felt healthier in my entire life. Who let the Slim Jim guy into the pool? <laughs> This is why I don't talk. <laughs> now we got to change the branding. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. But it is impressive to see, like, he when we first started, like, interacting and asking questions, like, trying to figure this thing out where he was stuck or wanted to do something different, I had no idea why he got a hold of me. Because I'm, I don't, I just didn't, I was like, this is really weird. But, hey, I like talking. So I'll just talk at this person until they shut me up. But... It, <laughs> until, really, this, until this party's and over. And that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> no, no, I haven't stopped. <laughs> Come to find out that's impossible. So, so how he described it was really interesting because he felt unwell, obviously, but he's in the fitness space, and that mismatch just led to a conversation about what the next thing should be. And for me, it's just like... And so he came out to visit us yeah. and attended a Strength <laughs> for Endurance seminar taught by the Joel Holmes, yeah. who was... Half of Keegan's weight at the time, yeah. but louder. <laughs> Twice the volume. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's not the well thing. So the answer isn't like, oh, aerobic work is the answer or hard training is the answer. The answer for him at the time was just a deficiency that I saw. I was like, man, you could really be healthier if you were more aerobically fit which in that case was walking, which people usually don't think of as exercise, but it's probably one of the most foundational and fundamental things that humans do is just walk, you know, like, yeah, like Kane from Kung Fu. <laughs> so the, that, that idea, but really quickly because he's hyper obsessive and he likes to get good at things, he maxed that out real quick. And then it's back down to the same cycle of, oh, now I'm getting hurt all the time. Now I'm like, it, it just, it became a negative thing. And really These quickly, saddle sores are really yeah. fucking killing me. But because he's so good at recognizing now wellness, not wellness, healthy, not healthy, fit, too fit. Oh, I just need to, I need to shift and I need to not be attached to the, the vehicle that got me to where I am as the thing that gets me well or whatever. Can we just agree, um, four of us in the room for sure, that I am habit? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. yes. And that is the hardest thing to change. Yeah. Especially when it comes to thinking. <laughs> yeah. I think for sure, yeah. Those are the most ingrained exercises that we do, are the assumptions that we make about the day, about where we are in the world, about whether we're healthy or not, or our thoughts behind them. Or about what we need. Yeah. Mm. That's why it's so beautiful to have this space collaborate and share just that energy is amazing thanks Milda yeah. <laughs> it's my first one <laughs> hugs Milda nice yeah it's a, a really good question like it, even though like it, it seems like it's a personal thing but it's really not like everybody is doing what you do they really are like nobody has this shit figured out. I'm still like trying to find the line of like where to push. How how many times a year do I touch a barbell if ever? Because I don't want to let it go. I'm fucking good at it, but it hurts me. But I still, you know, 
man, I really want people to appreciate how good I am. <laughs> so I'm going to like... Wait, you want to be recognized? I want to be recognized for how good I am at something. So I keep risking injury in order to get some kind of pleasure, a little bit of satisfaction. And that's worth a little bit of risk. And one uh, for him, it's not at all. He's just like, yeah, fuck a barbell. I'm done. And that's awesome that... What I'm going like, to do is pick up heavy medicine balls and throw them over my shoulder because <laughs> that's super different. It's really different. <laughs> We're... We're, we're, <laughs> we're still learning. Uh, I, yeah, I but, really love the way this one sounds when it hits the floor. Yeah. Look, so I, everything I do now in a fitness space, I look at, is it a good teacher for me? A barbell is no longer a good teacher for me. Getting on a bike every day is not a good teacher for me. Learning how to swim, very good teacher for me. Learning that people half my size or a woman or people that I would are totally unassuming could kick my ass is a very good teacher for me. So until those things are not a good teacher for me, I'm going to continually seek out good teachers. It's hard to imagine jujitsu not being a good teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it will always be, but that's kind of the way I look at fitness. I'm now. setting out to prove that wrong, but <laughs> you, are you going to teach that jujitsu a lesson? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to try real hard. <laughs> I, I bet you are. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got it this time. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Who else has got questions? Hey Barnaby, we just close that door a little bit, just because the sound travels. Who's louder, Josh or Joe? Joe. Yes. Nice. All right. Well, did we do it? Oh, oh, what was that? Ooh, Ben. To go back to the desert and a couple things that were mentioned earlier. At what point did you realize you could actually trust yourself? The thing that you've completely stripped down to where you can actually now say that I've, here's where I stop. This is where I stand. I'm circling the wagons. And I, I know that honestly now that I'm circling the wagons and I'm not lying to myself and still living a life on the run. About two weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not fucking joking. <laughs> I was in that office right there. Everyone was gone but Keegan, because he lives here. Because he doesn't leave. <laughs> well, Gus was here probably, yes. but sure. But he, he wasn't he, contributing to the conversation. And Keegan said something I, I'm going to have to paraphrase. And he goes, something like, well, you know you're the leader. You should behave like one. Off top. <laughs> I was like, all right, wagons, <laughs> I fucking circle up. I, I mean, I say that a bit facetiously that. because it has been, a, it's a, it, the process, whatever is happening, whatever has happened here to allow this moment to exist has been one of, in, of, of questioning myself over and over again, questioning everything around me to the point of shit falling apart because of that or people becoming extremely uncomfortable because of that. Um, and uh, and I, I don't, I didn't think of, that 
title. I don't fucking want that title. But I understood immediately what he was saying, which is not what he said. What he said was, we trust you to help us navigate. Don't betray the trust. And I realized at that point, at that point, okay, I guess I I understand it because I walked into the desert and I came back when I ran out of water. (laughs) 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 And realized like, okay, if, if others place that trust in me, there's a reason. And I should maybe trust myself in the same way. Fuck you. (laughs) Keegan. (laughs) I would have never gotten away with that. (laughs) But But the lessons come like A, when we're, when, we're ready to hear them in the first place, but also from places we never expect. Mm. I'm glad you're finally listening to the man upstairs. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to use that? About five seconds. Just me. God damn it. Wait a second. I'm out. Try, try not if to make so the, much noise if you're, tonight. If you're you? the son of endurance and the man upstairs. Where's the where's the spirit? Where's the Trinity? We haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's spirits, and that's different, Vince. Yeah, we're just looking for one. We don't need multiples because obviously, if you need more than one, you're not the real thing. So, wow. I could break there. I'm good. Anybody else before we shut it down? It's the first official. Actually, I think under the name, this is the first one we've actually recorded knowing that the name was different or that it's not Dissect now that we went. You changed that URL slug, right? Yeah. Yeah, all right. So it is officially the nonprofit podcast, even on the interwebs. Mm -hmm. Woo! Yeah, there (laughs) There it is. All right. Thank you, everyone, for participating because that that was... uh, Bit of a journey. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It was good. And once again, Keegan, okay, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's not using the Lord's name in vain, right? <laughs> and and what would it matter if I did? <laughs> He'll make a lot of noise while you're trying to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>